Good people, my name is 4KJ. This is the For the Stress Podcast. How are you, good folks, doing? I am joined always by my good brother Frankie Metals, aka El Capitan, aka El Cap, aka Caps Lock, aka The Left, aka The Backwood Ninja, aka The Segway King. We have another guest this week, super illustrious. I'm very excited for this person to be here. We have Imani Oakley. Hey, how are you? How are you doing, Miss Oakley? Good. I'm kind of jealous I didn't have any nicknames, though. <laughs> like, uh, all right, boom. Well, <laughs> let's, let's see. Let's see. You're going to come up with something. Come, um, I guess I got to earn it. I guess, you know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We, we will have we'll have a, a nickname for you by the end of the episode. The Illustrious was good, though. I'll, the I'll, illustrious. I'll accept that. Yeah. Good intro. The Illustrious and Mike Oakley. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll expound on that more throughout the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, nice. once you, um, it'll come out. Well, it'll come out. It'll come out. But thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I am very excited to have you here. I've heard nothing but great things. Um, but we're gonna get into you. But before we do that, church announcements. <laughs> follow the show on everything Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash. 4KJ, you can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow A Celestial Goddess on IG for your holistic healing. We have a rebrand. For all of y'all that know Ivy's Tico, Ivy's Tico is no more. She is the company's now known as the Flyers. So for all of your tea needs, follow the Flyers on Instagram. Also follow at So What Game CO for your hip hop debate needs. You can follow the Dojo. On IG at the Dojo JC for your recording needs. Make sure y'all like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a motherfucking friend, and all that good shit like that. There now. So, how are you doing? I'm good, feeling good. You know, we got uh, about two months until election day, so it's, it's grind time. But I feel good. I feel good about what we've done, what we've accomplished, what we've exposed. Okay, that's good. Okay, so for those who don't know for whatever reason that you might be a moron i'm sorry for you but monty oakley is running for the 10th district yes of in new jersey the congressional seat she's running against um some dude he's not important what the focus is is monty oakley um i've heard great things about you a lot of my political friends you know reached out to me i actually saw you I didn't. We didn't talk, but I saw you somewhere. I don't know. Was it a uh, Frank Gilmore's? Um, were you there? Yes. 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 His town hall. Yeah. Yes, I was there. I was there, and I saw you because of the locks. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, her hair dope." Because you know, <laughs> I appreciate people with locks. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, her hair's dope." And then someone told me, "Oh, you don't know her? That's somebody ugly." Da, 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 da. So I'm like, "All right, cool." Then you know, I did my due diligence. Mm-hmm. Kind of did some research. I was like, "Oh, okay." I really liked your platform. Thanks. I liked um your promo stuff. Uh, it's you canvassing on the street. So I was just like, you know what? And shout out to your um is that your communications manager? Yes. Shout out to Megan. If Megan, if you're listening, shout out to you. <laughs> you are super cool, very efficient. So shout out to Megan for setting this up. She um, likes your show too. She uh, she listened before you know put me on here, and mm-hmm. she was like, "I really like this show. I'm learning." Because she's not from Jersey, oh, okay. uh, but she was like, "I learned so much about Jersey politics from this show." So she oh, she's see. a fan too. Oh man, make we out here, we out here, we out here. We we um I like to fancy us as a um down to earth news outlet, I mm-hmm. guess mm-hmm. you know. So we say things a little um, raw sometimes, but. We try to keep it the truth. But that's besides the point. It's not about us. It's about you. Um, you're running for New Jersey's 10th Congressional District. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get on to that, where are you from? I'm from Montclair. 
Uh, so I was literally born in St. Peter's Hospital in New Brunswick. Okay. When as a baby, whenever hours or days you're allowed to go home, right. I was brought home to an apartment uh, in Montclair. And then I moved one time down the street to the house I'm actually in now. Um, and I lived there for the majority of my life, except for four years where me and my mom had to live in North Newark for a while. Okay. Um, my family almost lost our home to foreclosure. Oh, wow. And basically in order to save it, we had to do like some crazy finagling. Like my brother was living in Brooklyn. He had lived there for 10 years mm -hmm. and he moved from there with his partner into our house. I was still in law school at the time, so no job. I couldn't help pay on the house. Uh, and then me and my mom moved out to North Newark and my brother, his partner and my mom, all three of them like put money towards saving the house. Okay. Um, and so, you know, now my brother and his partner has moved out. I have a, you know, well, technically campaigning is my full-time job now, mm -hmm. but I have savings. So I'm living there, but still with my mom, because if my income or her income were to go out the door, we would not be able to have that house. We're going to foreclosure. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're, we're still trying to save the house. And honestly, our story is lucky because this is actually the district that as of 2019, uh, we were number one in the nation for foreclosures, huh. mostly affecting older black and brown homeowners. Huh. Um, and so, you know, from Montclair, from the district, lived here my entire life from Jersey, um, so yeah, that's that's what some of my background about where I'm from. Um, for those who don't know, myself included, what does the 10th district include? I saw it, it's Nork, no, sorry, it's Hudson County, some of Hudson County, some of Essex County, some of Union County. Yes, that's correct. Um, it's a lot of lot of cities in there, but right. I would say like the bigger cities that folks would know of are Jersey City, okay. Nork, um, East Orange, Orange, Hillside, mm. uh, Roselle. So those are some of the areas that are in there so and if you and if you win you will cover all of that yes okay yes so i did some research about your background um you went to howard and nyu yes oh shit shout out to howard university shout out to nyu um are there going to be any scandalous stories about your howard days that we have to worry about <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, Howard folks are good about uh, keeping their their dirt down. Ah, I'll okay. Say, Yo, say, shout yeah, out to Howard. Kind of unspoken rule for holding it down, because Imani don't need any of her stories coming out, because she's trying to do good things out here. So shout out to Howard. Um, what was your, what was your degree in? Uh, so in undergrad, so I went to Howard twice for undergrad and for law school. Okay. Um, so for law school, it was my law degree, and mm -hmm. then undergrad, I majored in psychology uh, with a minor in bio. Also, you're a full-blown lawyer. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. So if we catch a case, Frankie, we know who we call. <laughs> Just, you know, you know, I got your number, so we good now. But, um, so you, that's good. So you went to Howard, you went to NYU, got your law degree. Um, what prompted you to kind of take that push into public service? Yeah. So it's interesting when I first got to Howard, Okay, let me back up. In high school, I was a part of like Model UN, Model Congress, like all that type of like mm -hmm. debate team type of stuff. Okay. Um, and I originally wanted to go to law school and, you know, go into government, like even back then. Mm. And I started doing the competitions and I won, like I've won best oralists for stuff and like all this, all these awards. Oralists? Yeah, I know. Is that like speaking? <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like what? I've never in my life heard that word oralist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so essentially, Imani can talk that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> essentially. For the five. For, exactly. Yeah, for the five. She's not paying the five. I'm sorry. We can <laughs> no, it's all good. Right. Um, but then I started, you know, po people's politics get put into them pretty young. Right. So I would meet folks that would say like crazy things about people who, you know, were impoverished or crazy things about like, I mean, it's different times. So crazy things about people who uh, were part of the LGBTQ plus community. Mm. These are like kids. And I was like, I want to go into politics. Like, I, like, I got to interact with these people right. all day. Like, I'm good. I'm good at science. You know, I like medical science. I'm going to go. I want to be a dentist. Um, mm. One of my mentors who actually the one who got me to go to Howard because he's a Howard grad as well. Mm. Um, he's orthodontist. Great guy living a great life. I was like, you know, I want to live like that. I don't want a headache right, of, right. of all this. Give me the easy stuff. Right. Okay. But then when I was in undergrad, you know, um, Occupy Wall Street happened um, as well as the death of Trayvon Martin. Yeah. And the more I just started paying attention to that stuff, the more I saw it was an issue of law and, you know, how 
law is like is almost like preventative medicine. Okay. People like to pay attention to like the trial st- side of stuff and what happens when you get to trial and 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 all that side. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, that's the end of it. This is where that's where people end up when there was something that went wrong with policy making. Mm. And so, you know, the way people say, oh, eat good, do yoga and right, right. keep your body right. That's how I feel about making laws. If you get the law right on the front end, that's you'll true. make sure that you're keeping people out of the trial um, area of life. And so, huh. you know, the more I looked at that stuff, the more I knew that I wanted to go back towards that area. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't sure. Um, and really in grad school, it really hit me because actually a fellow student of mine um, or fellow classmate of mine was like, you know, Imani, you should really, you should really run for office. And I was like, hell no, <laughs> I do not want to run for office. Right. I do not want the headache. Right. And he was like, no, but that's the problem is that people like you don't do it. And like the egomaniacal people are the ones that are like gunning for it. Right. And I thought about that and I was like, yeah, like he's right. You know, a lot of people who kind of are in it for the right reasons want to stay away because they just want to fight the good fight and do the good work. Mm-hmm. But then you have all the people who are in it for the wrong reasons. They want everything. They just go right at those positions. Yeah, they want everything. Um, so, you know, that's really what got me on the path to really doing that. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to go to law school. Um, and from there, went to law school. First uh, first job out of law school. Actually worked for Cory Booker, uh, United States Senate. Shout we could talk Co- about that too. Shout but, out to Cory Booker. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that's my trajectory there. Mm. You said something very... Yeah, yeah. no, nah, she out here. I told you she out here. You said something very interesting that your focus is on the... Um, policy making mm-hmm. and for me i i hear that from other politicians but there's never any follow-through mm-hmm. how do you what would your approach be to kind of i guess change that perspective yeah. of just making sure you know we focus on policy and then we get it right so we don't have to deal with all of the back end stuff yeah so i you know one thing that i always tell folks i get this question a lot because mm-hmm. a lot of people are fed up with all the promises i am one of them. like for yes. example student loans right now right like how many times on the campaign trail during are the you listening biden damn it we... <laughs> i'm sorry. sorry no problem <laughs> did we t- hear about you know student loan forgiveness mm-hmm. and we're still in a place where they keep pushing it back pushing it back mm-hmm. and it presents the question well if you can push it back and freeze it so much why not just forgive it like what's the yeah, just hit the, the button. world's not crumbling we're not paying it so just forgive it but so i get why people feel that way i think the way to prevent that is to make sure that you're electing people with a couple of attributes one people who are actually from where they're running for office uh, because they have a more personal connection where Mm -hmm. you know the people who are suffering under a bad law are people they grew up with or their grandma or their Mm -hmm. mom so they have different incentives to make sure it's right exactly other than rather than somebody who just moved there to facilitate a career trajectory because they don't actually care about the people there they're just there to get some action exactly okay Um, so that's number one and I'm like I said lived in on the same street mostly my entire life Mm -hmm. Uh, when I was in North Nork technically technically I was in NJ08 but it's literally like you cross a block and you're an NJ 10 so you know live in the district my entire life number two is to make sure that people you're electing people who actually personally are impacted by any of these things like I said three degrees not cheap I'm up to my eyeballs (laughs) in student loan debt um so when I get to Congress you best believe yeah I'm canceling this immediately (laughs) so fight for student loan forgiveness um I'm also an asthmatic and I require an EpiPen Hmm. so those two prescriptions alone cost about six hundred dollars and the EpiPen, as you know, you can only use once. Like if you have an attack or an episode, you can only use it once and then it's like not good anymore. It's not like, yeah. Well, a lot of good, listen, I've had an attack before. But if you can only use it once, like, <laughs> yeah. shit. But, um, but then you have to shell out an, an EpiPen alone is like $300 um, if you don't have insurance. And so- It's very expensive to be sick. Yes, yes. Um, and so like in a country as wealthy as ours, there's no reason that two life-saving devices, like those are two devices that could legitimately save your life, mm-hmm. should be that much money. I need both of those devices. I know other people who need those types of devices, but because again, I'm personally impacted, when I get to Congress, fighting for Medicare for all is still 100% on my list. So I would say that's number two, is to make sure that you know people have are actually living some of the ills because okay. they'll fight harder. Um, oh, that that goes for me or anybody else. That makes sense. And then number three, electing people who don't take money from corporations or, you know, these big corporate lobbying firms and all of that. All right, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. I got to play devil's advocate. So you have student loans. Mm-hmm. You get a corporation like, look, 
Miss Oakley, mm-hmm. you got half a million to take care of your school loans. Mm-hmm. You gonna you gonna turn that down? Come on. Uh, depends on the corporation. I've turned down a lot of jobs. Listen. Okay. All right. <laughs> I used to because when I first got in, you know, um, Cory Booker is not divorced from the machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also worked in the New Jersey legislature, which was 100 percent the machine. Absolutely. And I turned down all of that because I didn't think what they were doing was right. Um, mm. So, I mean, for me personally, I, you know, I am off of doing anything that I feel is morally wrong. Like I feel I have very strong convictions. Um, okay. So for me, that's not an option. But when I but when I say not taking money from corporate PACs, I mean campaign donations. Okay. Um, so on my campaign, we have taken zero money from corporate PACs. Our average donation is actually $33. Um, and we've managed to raise over 470K. So Shit. Far. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for $33? Yep. But it's a lot of people donating, God right? Damn. And it's everyday people. And that... That's why that's the number three thing on my list, Mm -hmm. because when it's somebody who got in that way, they are accountable to those people. Otherwise, those people aren't going to give again. And they're everyday folks. So if you get in there and actually don't fight for those everyday folks, you're not going to get reelected. Yeah, because gas is mad high right now. (laughs) Yeah. So if you taking my thirty three dollars and going to do some bullshit with it, I am definitely not for you again. Exactly. Okay. And contrast that with my opponent, who, as we mentioned earlier, shall not be named. He's not, he, he not even important. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, he's taking money from Wells Fargo, who, as you know, as everybody knows, very, very big corporation that gives uh, a lot of predatory loans, especially in black and brown neighborhoods. They do. Absolutely. Taking money from several weapons manufacturers. Oh. Taking money from some of the worst climate polluters, um, ExxonMobil. Big dirty. Taking money from Amazon, one of the biggest union busters in the country. Right. So contrast that with me taking thirty three dollars from everyday people. <laughs> one of us is going to be working for the people and the other one isn't. I'll let folks kind of figure out okay. <laughs> which way that okay. goes. So I, I you know what? I, I, I like those three things. I do have to ask, though. So one of my biggest things when I talk to like people in a political world mm-hmm. is, you know, how do you get people to. OK. I'll, I'll keep it real with you. Me and Frankie often talk about politics often selling us hope, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, I guess, prey on our ills, you know, the rent, student loans, and we believe in these people, and then they get in office, and then all of a sudden they don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. How do you combat that? Because you you seem like a, a person who's very, like you said, you have strong convictions. You seem like you're a person mm-hmm. of your word. Yeah. And to other people even though you might be strong in your word we might look at you as like oh she's just another politician mm-hmm. i don't she, i don't want to vote for her because she's gonna say she's gonna do all of this and then get in there and then turn her back on us just like yeah. everyone else yeah how do you combat that so i mean essentially i one did you know a little bit of what we've done on the show here which is talk to people about the ills that i personally am also going mm-hmm. through so you know there are a lot of politicians like my opponent for example mm-hmm. who inherit their seats from their parents. Yeah, he got it. He had it. He was sitting there for 10 years and, yeah. and do a damn thing to get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my mom, conversely, is a preschool teacher and she's also raised me as a single mom, right? So one of the things is I actually live like the average person in this district. Hmm. Um, and then also, I think one thing that folks kind of got to realize is that when you take a step back and you're just like, I don't want to deal with politics anymore Mm -hmm. because I keep getting these promises and keep getting the wrong people in. That's exactly when the wrong people get in because there, because there are some people who are big donors who are rich and have their, you know, their ideas of what the world should look like that typically leaves out the rest of us. Mm -hmm. They participate every single cycle, every single cycle they participate um, and they get their folks in. So, I mean, I would say I know people are fatigued and I know they're tired and I know that they're tired of the wrong people in there. Mm -hmm. But what I would say is that that's exactly when you have to lean into the people that you like and push, push, push to get as many as possible. Because it's also like, you know, we have this concept that there's going to I think, you know, we're talking a bit about AOC before kind of the show started. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think people have this thing in their mind where it's like, we're going to have one savior who just walks in there and just blows. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's not happening at all. And it's like, nah, man, we aren't Jesus. We are everyday people. Um, And so you can't just do it once. That's the thing. Like democracy is something that you have to participate in every single cycle. And it's tiring. It is. I was about to say, we are tired out here. Yeah. We're tired. tired. We, okay. So, we just had an election 
you know, we was talking about Full Up a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. And, like, the city was all in. Mm -hmm. You know, we had someone from the city, mm -hmm. shout out to Lewis Spears, run. He was in there, and he lost. Mm -hmm. And that kind of crushed a lot of us, myself mm -hmm. included, because it was like, yo, goddamn, son. Like, again? Mm-hmm. We, the, the machine wins again. So it's for someone like me who is invested in politics, who does tell people, who, who I do tell people often, like, you'll be involved and they laugh in my face. Things like that are, like you said, it's, it's tiring. Mm -hmm. It creates fatigue. Mm -hmm. It's just like, why am I involved in this when every time I support somebody, they lose? Yeah. It's, it's hard. It it's is. Hard. It is. It's hard and... You know, but what I will give an example of somebody who, you know, is doing a great job in Congress right now, who really is a fighter for the people, who ran for office three times before they ran. Um, and that's Cori Bush. She ran against oh, the person yes. that she finally beat three cycles. So that so Congress comes around every two years that those elections. So she, so for six years, she was gun, gunning for this guy. Mm. And she finally beat him, and now look how wonderful she is. So, I mean, I understand, again, I'm not trying to, I'm not one of those people, I think politicians do this a lot, where they kind of, you know, victim blame a little bit for the everyday people. Like, you're not involved, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel that, like, I get it. Like, if y'all ain't come out to vote, like, yo fam, come on. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all was dead, we wouldn't have had, like, yo, but y'all, and, and this is another thing I say often, like, the, the people, the, these politicians want our votes, but y'all show up in our communities twice a year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. exactly. Like, I'm sorry, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You putting all these flyers in my mailbox and I've seen you twice? Sure, put my baby down. <laughs> my opponent is so inactive that in some places in the district, we have called or knocked on the door and people thought I was the incumbent. I kid you not. I kid you not. And it's like, it feels good in a sense because it's like, oh, you like, you think I'm there already. Thank yeah, you. Like, yeah, yeah. But in the other sense, it's so sad because it's like, man, he's been there a decade and you you think I'm the incumbent. I'm a first, I never ran for office before. Huh. So, you know, on one hand, it feels great. And, you know, those are the people that we we always secure their vote because I'm they're like, oh, he's been there for 10 years and I thought it was you. Oh, you definitely have yeah, my yeah, vote because yeah. you're here. Right. Um, but at the same time, it's sad because, you know, this is a district that has legitimate needs. Um, it's also the only majority black district in New Jersey. So we really should be fighting hard and really have a representative that's mm. going to promote that and promote the district and build it. Um, but instead we have somebody who is just keeping the seat warm and paid 175K in our money per year to do nothing. Have you ever had a job like that? 175K mm -hmm. a year? Mm hmm Shit, I'm about to run. I need a job. God damn. <laughs> oh, we got him. That's all, <laughs> that's all we had to tell you. We Shit. got you. I got loans and shit, too. He getting 175K just to sit there? I yes. can do that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. No problem. That is, that's wild, though. That's wild. And not and not just anyone 175K. Our taxpayer money. So the money that could be going to roads, schools, etc. That's going to 175K for someone to keep a seat warm. And doing absolutely nothing. Yep. Jesus Christ. Jesus, I didn't know it was that much. That is wild. Mm -hmm. That is wild. Okay, so with with all this information, you know, we were talking before the mics came on just about the the political structure of New Jersey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, you're in it every day. You see how notoriously corrupt the state is. Um, how do you keep yourself clean, so to speak? Again, it, I think it's 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 hard to think because I don't want to come off as like, oh, I'm a martyr. Like I was just born like this. No, no, no. I, I know you do. Like I, that. But I, listen, but. if you're not if you're not taking underhand cash payments, everything else is cool. <laughs> but I, I mean, I do have very strong values, and I do feel like everybody should have a foundation of values that they're just not willing to break. Okay. Um, I like I don't trust people who have willingly values because like you'll you'll be on my side one day and then against me the next. I don't know who you are right. as a human being. Um, so for me, there are just some things I'm not willing to do. And a lot of the stuff that the machine does is, you know, the way they treat our neighborhoods, people mm. who look like us, right. everybody in this room, treat it like financial or political playgrounds or launching pads, like we talked about earlier. Mm. And that's something that's disgusting to me. Like legitimately that disgusts me because historically we are folks who that have always been screwed over Absolutely. by the government and laws in different ways. Mm -hmm. And now somebody who looks like us gets an opportunity to have the seat and they just do the same thing. And that's just disgusting to me. Like, I have no other word to really describe it. Um, I think once, if you get the opportunity, you should be honored to be in a position where you can make real laws that reverse 
a lot of that old oppressive history mm-hmm. that happened to our neighborhoods. And to take advantage of that is just like, because you can do anything in this world, right? Like if, Absolutely. You, if you run for office and get into Congress, you could like, you, yeah, I mean, you're set. it's one you of can the do hardest anything. things that you can do. Right. Um, and I've talked to so many people, some who ran off for office and some who haven't. And some are, and I think you said it earlier, you were like, I, I'm, I don't want to do it. Yeah, right? I don't want to like, do that. None at all. Stop so asking. If me. you do it and then you get in the seat, and you realize it's not for you or you just don't want to work or whatever, like go do something else. Yeah. Go do something else. Um, so, I mean, for me, what keeps me grounded is just like, they are legitimate values and I'm, I'm living a lot of the ills that, you know, p- other people in the district are living. Yeah, you got you, you, you got to worry about the light bill just like the rest of us. Yep. And I think that's what kind of, that's kind of, especially with like Jersey politics or po- uh, politicians rather mm-hmm. they get into these positions and they become so far removed mm-hmm. from what the actual people need and it's like you talk to them and it's just it sounds like a different language to them yes like hey yes. we need relief here we need mm-hmm. better funding for this and they're just like oh yeah, yeah I'm gonna get to it and then right nothing happens yeah I will also say the other thing that the machine does too is like it's kind of I don't even it, it's, I guess the word that's coming to my mind is like bully tactic. Like, you know, they'll try and mess up any job prospects you may have if mm. you don't like fall in line. Or they try and do this thing. When I Back when I was the chair of the Essex County Young Dems, you know, there was a situation where one of the people on the board went to the Democratic chair and told him that I was trying to run people against the line. Now, the funny thing is I know all about the line now. Back then, I didn't even know what the line was. I didn't even know what it was. So it was like, so, but it was this big deal. Like he sent in his like machine lackeys to come talk to me, be like, what happened in this meeting, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, what are y'all even talking about? And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay, I see. Then I stopped doing that job. And then I went and started, that's when, that was like, pretty much the the straw that broke the camel's back and made me start wanting to fight back against the machine because I was like nah I, I took this job seriously I held meetings I like I grew there were those meetings the size of those meetings mm-hmm. young Dems that's county had never seen them that big um and then I took it serious and then I got lied on and all of the work that I did nobody cared about that nobody even cared to really ask me for real like mm. what happened like they were asking but it was accusatory you know what i mean mm. um and i was like nah like this is this is ridiculous um so mm. they do those bully tactics to try and push people and i'm just not i just don't have that personality where i can be bullied successfully I oh, so you, like you want all smoke yeah basically like yes. i want all problems <laughs> i want whatever you want i want to do it so okay i like that i like that i like that you, you that reminds me there's a quote 50, 50 cent said recently where he was like, you know, I don't want any problems. When problems come to me, I say no problem. Mm-hmm. And you give me that energy where yeah. it's like, I'm not starting anything. Yep. But if y'all want a problem, I'm completely okay with yeah. it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, 50, like he that. also recently said something along the lines of like, people just don't like him because he's good at fighting. Like, he'll, he'll sit, he, like the, the point of his quote was basically like, he'll sit around and somebody will come at him and then people get mad because he goes back and he actually wins. Right. And I, that that's something that reminds me of the way I view life as well. Like, there's a lot of people in the machine who are mad that I'm doing what I'm doing right now. But I also outraised my opponent two to one, my first ever fundraising quarter as a candidate period um how, I also, many, how many fights you got in grammar school I, I'm, yeah, a lot. yeah see i knew it <laughs> yeah i knew when it i was younger yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my knuckles are smooth now it's a long time ago i gave i gave my life to you know peace now oh but. peace and prosperity now <laughs> yeah. you know it's funny people always say that they just beat up beat up a few people like nah i'm peaceful now i do yoga i be praying to the universe that's after you done beat up a couple people that's cool though that's cool no I appreciate yeah when that. i was younger i did used to scrap a lot <laughs> I'm okay. not gonna lie. So I'm you have lie. that fighter energy in you. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess I could say that. Yeah. See, all that Xena Warrior Princess energy. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's that's a nickname. There we oh, go. We look, got one. See, I told we got you. One. I told we you. Got one. I told you. There we go. Xena Warrior Princess. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, that energy is refreshing mm-hmm. because it's um, there are progressive and I guess left wing leaning people in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to all of y'all who have that energy and it's just um you but first of all as a black woman being you know the first black woman to run and for this seat is phenomenal and for you to have that energy is great quick correction i'm not the first black woman to run for it but once i win i'll be the first black woman ever to hold it Mm, and the first woman also my bad shit all right 
no, let me get the record straight. I don't get it right all the time. Thank you for so correcting good. me. Um, so with some with some of your policies, do you get worried that um, because you are left wing, and the stigma that is around a lot of left wing candidates now is like almost like they're dangerous? Mm -hmm. Do you do you worry if that's going to harm your chances because there's such a like a lot of left wing, you know, you I know you consider yourself words. You consider yourself a socialist. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of what left wing politicians are now, it gets thrown to, gets thrown on them like they're radioactive. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they're like dangerous and they're going to, you know, take over the country and give it to China or something. I don't know. It's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff going on with like left wing politicians or politicians who consider themselves left wing. Mm -hmm. Do you work does any of that I guess criticism bother you? No. Um, it's interesting. Again, like this race is such is so unique because before I ran, like you know, I obviously you talk to your team and you mm -hmm. you strategize, talk about what people are gonna say against you, what people are gonna say in favor of you, et cetera, et cetera. And we actually thought like we were gonna have a little bit of an uphill battle. Mm -hmm because I am a leftist and mm -hmm. it explains to people, you know, why my policy was still good and why they shouldn't be afraid of the left. But actually what I'm finding is when I'm going door to door or talking on the phone to people, my opponent has been so bad at his job, we don't even get to the policy aspect. Like the majority <laughs> of the conversations that I have are about, we need new blood in there. Mm -hmm. We need somebody who's going to work. Mm -hmm. And then people just tell me about like the problems they have. And then me telling them what policies I want to bring to fix it. Like that's, and, and it really, it's just like, we barely get into the convo of left versus moderate versus right. Like that is like, I don't think I've had that conversation yet, to be honest. Okay. Now, now I'm thinking about it. That's good. Um, and we've contacted thousands of people so far over the phone and on doors. So it's like, New Jersey's machine has done such a bad job. Mm -hmm. People just want somebody who's going to do a good job. They kind of are throwing away the labels. Just <laughs> like, like just anybody at this yes. point, please. <laughs> just get to get this motherfucker out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anybody. <laughs> Does anybody know how to do this? Please. I'm begging you. That's yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but it's, it's real. Unique. It's yeah. unique. Like I, I've never again, like I've worked with people who run campaigns all across the country. And this is so rare to not even get into that combo, especially in these times yeah, absolutely. where everything's really polarized um, to not even get into those combos, but just talk about, yeah, I want somebody who will work, period. Like, that's it. So no. And, and I think it's like that because we're so used to these political figures who just get in there and don't do anything for so long, like as Jersey residents, we just see these names so much and we just know they're not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. So we kind of just check out. Right. Like there's our who's this guy? Did, uh, the Jice, the Geese. The Geese, yeah. I, I can't pronounce anything, so yeah. just forgive me. Yeah. But, like, he's been there forever. And it's just like, you do nothing. Mm -hmm. yeah. You do nothing. Your opponent, he who will not be named, has been there. And I've seen his name on a ballot many times. And it's like, I have people like, yo, who's this guy? Like, oh, yeah, he's been there. Da, da. And so he's done nothing. He's done nothing. Yep. And it's, it's hard, I guess, to get jersey voters activated because the machine has conditioned us to be like he's going to be there he's not going to do anything just live your life right and that's kind of where we are now where it's like all right i'm gonna just deal with it because they're not going to do anything anyway but for you to have this energy like no we need someone in here now yeah. get this guy out of here now i think that is to me that kind of signifies that people are very tired of the machine mm -hmm. and it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nonchalantness. It's it's not doing anything. Right. So I, right. that's great. I really I really love hearing that. Honestly. Thank you. Thank you. And I think you know I won't even take all the credit there because I think you know especially with our proximity to New York where they have so many you know left leaning people and so mm -hmm. many politicians who are like getting out there and like doing things, mm -hmm. and then we have our stuff here and it's like we are literally less than an hour away mm -hmm. and our representatives are so incredibly lackluster. Um, and I think yeah. like people are starting to view that and say, you know, like we want better here also. There's no reason why we can't have people who are, you know, fighting just like 
in the place that's an hour away from where we are. Uh, so I also think just like generally people have arrived there independent of my campaign because of how bad a job the machine has done um, and how much advantage they've taken of, of people around here. So you, do you think it was just the people who are at a boiling point and they're just looking for someone to rally behind? Oh, definitely, okay. definitely. Um, okay. I, I definitely would not take all the credit. I mean, before this, I was an organizer. And even then, like when I would talk to people, like people would say like, yeah, I'm tired of this. Like what's going on with the housing? Why is like the rent keep going up? Why yeah. are we keep building these developments? Gentrification, yeah. um, you know, people's basements flooding, people worried about their kids getting lead poisoning. Like mm -hmm. it's so many issues. And even, again, even before running for office, people are complaining them about them saying that nobody's doing anything about this unless it gets like blown up in the paper right. and then it's like everybody's scurrying to try and like fix it real quick. But the consistency is not there and people notice. Huh. Huh. Okay, so let's say you win. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, when you win, let's just nice. let's, let's do that. Um, what's first on your docket? Mm-hmm. Because I, I saw your policies. Shout out to your website because it has a very cohesive, comprehensive, rather, mm -hmm. list of all your policies, which I enjoy because I often ask people, like, what are your policies? And nobody can tell me anything. Yeah. So shout out to you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what's, what's one of the, like, day one first thing you go after? So anything regarding housing or the environment. So Thank signing on to a Green New Deal. Goddamn rent. Um, yeah. <laughs> signing on to a Green New Deal, making sure that we put some more regulations on banks so they can stop doing all the funny games that they play with people's mortgage. Yeah. Making sure we're putting more money towards public housing, but public housing that also has dignity. You know, one of the things that the thing when people hear public housing, like they like it has kind of a negative connotation of feeling to it. Yeah, exactly. And they think of like, you know, like piss in the hallways and like, yeah. you know, bad accessibility, crime, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But if we look at countries that are similarly situated to ours as far as like their economy, they have public housing. You would think like you would look at their public housing buildings and then mm -hmm. look at like a regular apartment complex here and they look the same. So I think one of the things that the government needs to invest in is public housing, but make sure there's that dignity aspect involved to where it, you could look at it and it looks like an apartment like anywhere else. Mm. Um, but making housing a human right is something that we definitely have to gun for in this country, especially in a time where homelessness is increasing a lot. You keep seeing these monstrosity developments go up with the huge glass windows that no one can afford. Monty, listen, pause for the cause. Me and Frankie talk about this shit all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it is in Montclair, mm -hmm. but in Jersey City, and for those of you listening, you already know what I'm about to say, there is a development damn near every 45 minutes, it feels mm -hmm. like with the big glass windows and then it's like this big huge building in the middle of the hood mm -hmm. everyone else is struggling <laughs> to pay for the rent yeah. but you got duplexes and condos for three thousand dollars a month mm -hmm. in the middle of the hood mm -hmm. and it's like how are we supposed to survive with stuff like that so i'm, I'm very glad you said that because yeah. that is that's one of my biggest gripes mm -hmm. just how everything is being moved right right and it's you know what it's not that much different in montclair's it, it has a different it's the the monstrosity isn't as tall mm -hmm. but you have basically what i like to call gentrification uh architecture and everybody knows what it looks like it like yeah. when you see it yeah. it's just it's this it's too straight you know the lines are a little too yeah. straight it's you got you got a you got an artisanal coffee shop in your neighborhood yet <laughs> not yet that hasn't come yet or like a froyo store or some that, shit that has not come yet but okay. you but you it's see like you'll see these houses that you can tell have been there since like you know 1920 whatever mm -hmm. I actually when I was canvassing around there I actually talked to a woman who owned her her family she's black her family owned the house for three generations and it actually used to be like a safety stop during Jim Crow era so wow. like when things were segregated um people would black people would go there to be able to lodge somewhere right um so you know you have history like that and then all of a sudden like you see this like house next to it that's like it looks like it's on a movie set. Like it's too clean. Yeah, it's it just like looks the out color of place. is off. Yeah, it like, looks like, out of place. So that's the type of gentrification that's happening in in the historically black neighborhoods, specifically mm. in Montclair. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I understand. So, that. so it's, it's all the black and brown neighborhoods in this district. And again, if you look at the money that the politicians 
in this area take, whether that's from Congress or really the Senate statewide on mm-hmm. down to some local council people. They take developer money. Um, and so when people are like, why won't they stop gentrification? Well, I mean, those, they can pay from yeah, it. Exactly. It, it keeps their campaign coffers strong. And that's why it's really important. One thing that people should put on their list to always ask politicians is who are you taking money from? Who are you taking money from? Money. Third, people who give me thirty-three dollars your everyday. Thank they, I just wanted you to repeat it. I just wanted you to repeat it. That's all. That's all. Nah, that's no. Nah, that's real low. That's real low. Cause um, I think that is the most immediate thing mm-hmm. that's like affecting people day to day. Yeah. Um, also one of your policies that really, that I like, that I like is um the demilitarization. I told you I can't pronounce anything. Demilitarization. Thank you. Of the police. I, of the police. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I feel strongly about mm-hmm. because I feel like defund the police kind of became its own thing, and it took mm-hmm. away from the actual point of mm-hmm. what it really means. And I, when I was reading your policies, and I saw that you know you want to take um, some funds and move it more to like the public health side. Mm-hmm of helping the community. Yes. I thought that was, that's something that I completely agree with because yes, we need the police. I'm not saying eradicate all of the police because shit happens. We need the police sometimes, but in the capacity that they're in now where they have a Batman utility belt mm-hmm. and just have all of these weapons to deal with, you know, an argument. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't agree with that. So I, I, I'm just I'm saying all that to say I completely agree with your policy of just putting more focus on a mental health aspect of the police, mm-hmm. training mental health or social workers to kind of take over a lot of these jobs. Yeah, because yeah, because like so like in my neighborhood, right, we just mm-hmm. had a shooting up by my house mm-hmm. and they just put more cop cars over there. Right. Instead of like people coming out trying to talk to the community, figure out what's going on, mm-hmm. or they just put two more squad cars there. Right. And it's not changing anything. Like I told someone, because someone called me, it was like, yo, I heard they was shooting up by your house. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But they just put another st- uh, they put another squad car up there. So all that means is, is instead of shooting up the block, now they're going to shoot down the block mm-hmm. where the cops aren't. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with the but with the transition of just moving to having more social workers, having more mental health workers, it's it's better than its current incarnation because it's not mm. doing anything. Yeah, definitely. And and not only the mental health workers and the um like anti-violence programs, but also just things like community centers. I was talking to some folks when I was knocking on the door and one of the women said to me, she was like, yeah, when I was younger and probably when you were younger too, Imani, there were like way more after school programs, right. you know, way more summer right. programs. Uh, there were community centers that were flowing and now those community centers are either super, super underfunded yep. or they've been used for gentrification turned into one of those a uh, coffee shop yeah, or fro yo spots yeah all exactly uh, after school programs cut or gutted um summer programs cut or gutted uh and so when that when those types of positive programs disappear then that's when a whole bunch of people get into things they shouldn't be into right um so and putting another squad car there it's like you know that doesn't make people feel like there's it's like not feeling safe because there might be a shootout or not feeling safe because you might be brutalized by the police you're just still you're still not right. feeling safe you're not you're not deterring anything yeah, exactly exactly and so you know we need to be making sure that we are putting money towards programs that really do hit at the core of issues mm-hmm. poverty um you know people who have gone through traumatic experiences and that those traumatic experiences then express themselves in violent ways that's why you need um anti-violence specialists right. mental health specialists right. um that's what we need to be doing to hit the core of the problem not put a little band-aid over it or keep up appearances because then we'll just be here forever and do it year after year yeah and yeah and that's what's kind of been happening um because i do see that and it's crazy you said that because you know me watching my city like the young guys that i know they just they just like man we out here we ain't got nothing else to do mm. and i just kind of like bro you're 16 mm-hmm. what you mean you don't have nothing else to do well you know i can't the YMCA is closed. Boys and Girls Club is closed. Mm-hmm. Or it's too far. Or it's too out the way right. that I don't want to go all the way down there. They took it out. Or it's like they closed basketball courts at a certain time. Yep. So it's like everything you're saying is just 
what I experienced, um, or what we what we experience just every day, and I'm, and I'm glad someone is kind of telling it how it is because we often get a lot of these abstract answers <laughs> and more like, um, what's the, I can't. Uh, it's like it's like yeah i know i know the vibe it's basically like when somebody's trying to like sell you forex or something like it's like the scammer vibe yeah like like, like yeah like you hustling me like we're gonna do a we're gonna have a revolution we're gonna disrupt we're gonna and it's like all these like I, okay but... like like i have a problem with that <laughs> yeah like i have i have a very strong hatred too strong i have a story i have a very strong dis aversion thank yeah. you that was a great word i have a very strong aversion to performative actions mm -hmm. and i've been seeing a lot of this for the past couple of years especially from politicians in our area mm -hmm. and it is disrespectful to the community it's disrespectful to those before us it's disrespectful to the politicians doing it because a lot of times the politicians doing it look like us mm -hmm. so it's doubly disrespectful even if, if that's a word who cares but you look like me and you selling me this scammer stuff like you know we're gonna come in we're gonna build up everything mm -hmm. i'm gonna put black lives matter on the street and mm -hmm. we're gonna be great and then we don't see you for two years mm -hmm. yep and there's kids in my neighborhood dying yep and we can't afford the rent you don't talk a good one but you don't do what you're supposed to do you know what i'm saying yeah. and i and and i feel very differently about you i feel like you you, you. you say what you mean you mean what you say how do you talk to someone who's just like nah i've heard this story from too many politicians already mm -hmm. what i do is i just talk to that person about if you could wave a wand and have congress do anything for you mm -hmm. right now what would that be and then people say you know i mean each person will say a different thing depending on what it is and then i talk to them about the policies i have that i want to fix that um, or I talk to them if it's a problem I've personally experienced, I say like, yeah, you know what, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I want those things fixed too. If I had a wand, I would do that too. Okay. And that tends to break down the barrier because again, a lot of the people that are put up to run for office are people who have like never, you know, they, they have sil they were born with silver spoons in their mouths right. or like, you know, they started working for the machine real young and the machine put them in like a cushy, no-show, six-figure job. Mm -hmm. So they like, they can't relate. To, to the issues they don't um, care so all. that tends to really break up the the wall that people put up so um, being like relatable so to speak yeah yeah okay and also being like i'm from this district i'm from new jersey uh so like and i've lived here my entire life so mm -hmm. th that also puts people in a more comfortable position because like okay well at least you're invested in some way mm -hmm. because you are from this district so yeah and i think also with that is i know i speak to a lot of people um, younger than me or even my age who are like they're just tired of being disappointed mm -hmm. who they put I guess their faith into black and brown politicians and we get shitted on mm -hmm. and I think that is um, I completely agree that we need to be involved and active like I have conversations and arguments with young organizers all the time about this and they just tell me like the system doesn't work mm -hmm. who cares Mm -hmm. we, we fuck them. How do you, as someone who's in the system, and, and I do feel strongly feel like you're trying to make a genuine change, mm -hmm. how do you pull those people in? Because you need those people too. Mm -hmm. Those young, active people who are really on the streets and can yeah. really organize something, Yeah. who tend to shy away or kind of just completely dismiss politics. How mm -hmm. do you, do, do, you, do you talk to those people? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely talk. I mean, I was an organizer before running for office, so mm -hmm. like those are those are my people, to, right. so to speak. Um, I think we have different ideas about because there are you're right. There are some organizers who are like the system is always going to be bad. There's no point in yeah. even, like trying to do that. But my thing is always like I don't like I, it feels defeatist to me. And the question is if you Thank feel. You strongly and I've, and I've said this actually i've actually had kind of intense conversations with some organizers about mm -hmm. this which is mm -hmm. like if you really feel that all this is hopeless like nobody will be able to fight this um you know like what we need to do is just burn it down blah 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 then my question to you is all right well what are the steps that people should be taking to do that 
what does that look like? It's like a specific question I ask people. What does that look like for you? Uh, and what I find is that a lot answer. of the people, yeah, a lot of the people <laughs> who are like, screw that, screw electoral politics. We just need to be burning it down. We just need to be coming together. Like it's, it's those buzzwords again right. in a different form. Right. And then you ask them like, what does that look like? And they can't tell you. And to me, like I'm a very results oriented person. I want to see the results, right? Like Same. it's one thing and I get the feeling. Like mm -hmm. I'm not trying to, you know, down the feeling of that because it does it can feel very just like, damn, we lose like every time. Right. Like, it can feel like that. But then my question is, what are we building in the alternative? Wow. Um to or in order cuz no matter how you feel, whether you feel electoral politics sucks or whether you feel that, you know, just the typical regular mobilization, organizing stuff sucks. Like at the end of the day, there are people who need to eat. So mm. we need to win in one of those buckets. Right. Um, right. And to just kind of throw our hands up and be like, none of this matters, then those people aren't going to eat. That's that's. Oof. Amen. Word. Word. Shit. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> God. Yeah, like, oh, like, there's another one. There's another one, aka Rare Breed. Rare there we go. We can add that one. Okay, we so got we, illustrious Xena uh, Warrior Princess, okay. Rare Breed. Rare Breed. Okay, <laughs> shit. Now that's that's um, I re I appreciate when people can articulate my thoughts better than I can, because I because because <laughs> I say this to people a lot. It's it comes off much more aggressive, so it may not be received as I don't well. Think so. But it's it's um, I don't agree with that defeatist attitude. At, at all either mm. like you know even me doing this show is trying to come up with solutions right like what do we do mm -hmm. okay even like on our like i was saying about our, ma our mayoral election like when he lost like me and frankie was in here talking about like all right so what's next mm -hmm. what are we gonna do mm -hmm. how do we combat this because we got to deal with this man for another four years right and we already know what he about to do mm -hmm. so how do we deal with it and it's and i so I, I very, very much appreciate people who have that solution uh, mindset because the machine doesn't sleep. Nope. And neither neither should neither should we. Mm -hmm. And for us to just be like, fuck it, this burning all down, and then you don't have no plan, you don't know where to get anything, you just want to burn it down, and then what? We just want to shoot it out with the police? Mm -hmm. That's not gonna get us anywhere. Right. And so I, I, I want more people to have. I would like more people to have solution-based policies mm -hmm. because to my earlier point, I often talk to people who just sell me more hope mm -hmm. than actually this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And I, cause when I talk to politicians, that's like, like I, that's why I wanted to talk to you and the other mm -hmm. politicians I have on the show, the common denominator in all of you is when I say, so what do we do? Yeah. But like, look, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Because when I'm in the street talking to people, I'm like, so what is your plan for, I don't know, federal charges or marijuana charges against people who have maybe like an ounce? They're like, oh, well, you know, we have to think about the historical <laughs> predis. Like, fam, I don't care about none of that. You throwing all these words at me. You're not answering my question. Yeah. So I just, again, I'm saying all to say thank you yeah, for no just problem. shooting it straight. Yep. Because we need way more of that instead of all of these highfalutin SAT words that they throw at us to make us believe they're going to do something mm -hmm. and then don't do anything. Yeah. So I just thank you for that. No, thank you thank for you. that. Thank uh, you for even having me. No, that's... Look, man. It's nothing. Look, man. <laughs> look, man. Um. Okay, so with, with all of that, two questions mm -hmm. completely off topic okay number one how do you relax oh man sleep sleep is so precious to me these days when you when you run for office it's like especially when you're the candidate because i give you know my staff time off because they're still workers so, so i still would do you get like time. two hours of sleep a week oh man like I, I get more than two hours but like it's not restful sleep number one uh, because you your mind's going a million miles per hour. Like, I gotta do this tomorrow. I gotta talk to this person. I da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. There's that. And then there's your phone will always go off. Yep. And don't let there be something that like just dropped that's really important to your campaign. And you gotta get up and start like. So you can't put your phone on Do Not Disturb at all. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a rough morning. Your phone is on D&D. &D. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but when I get the chance to sleep, you know, sleep is a, is a huge one. Um, I started uh, reading more of um, these Robert Greene books. So Robert Greene, he's a guy that wrote like 48 Laws of Power. Shout out to Robert Greene. But he has this one book called... Um, Look, Frank, you're about to go get the book now. <laughs> <laughs> 
he gets excited. He likes Robert Greene, too. Yes, yes. Oh, the 50th law. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one yeah. with 50 Cent. Yeah. yeah. But he has one that's more, that's less about, like, power, but more about, like, internally Master building it. yourself. Yeah, mastery. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's the one I'm reading right now. Yeah, that's next level. And it helps okay. me a lot, a lot, because, you know, like, it's dealing with stress you have to be internally strong and, and running for office is 100% stressful I'm not gonna hold anybody it's not like this beautiful fun thing where you're out there and kissing babies like it is stressful yeah um so like having your inner peace is really important and that's that book has some really good tips for doing that um so I've been reading that a lot and then just like watching things that are funny um and like uh just anything that's fine i mean was uh abbott elementary i don't know if y'all have seen that it's hilarious yes i watched that too that's <laughs> mad funny i've been yeah. trying to get frankie on it but that's... oh you gotta get on that abbott yeah. elementary is hilarious yeah. yes yeah, it's funny. <laughs> on hulu shout out to um this is quita quita bronson uh yeah quinta quinta, quinta bronson. excuse me yeah, I, yeah. I can't pronounce anything i'm sorry yeah. but yeah um abbott elementary is 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 funny um yeah. or trying to get some uh semblance of like my old life before I was running. So like, you know, I've always been a power fan also. So like, I mean, it's okay. kind of, it's kind of gone under for me ever since the creator left and a 50 just left. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind yeah. of like, it's on a nosedive. Um, you but... know, my friend slandered me because uh, shout out to Cozy Amigo because I don't watch power. Oh, come on. I don't watch come power. On. I watched the first season and then something happened with Tommy where he killed somebody. I think he shot old girl or something like that. And I was just like, yo, I can't do this, man. <laughs> why? Why did that? Why was that the hard I stop? I don't <laughs> know. It was just, it was just. <laughs> a lot I get, of people that get killed in that show. <laughs> it, it is. But for me, I guess cinematically, I just didn't like how it looked. And oh, I was just okay. like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But I had to, but people like. But people slander me relentlessly because I don't watch Power. <laughs> so it's just like peer pressure has gotten a hold of me. Yeah. So it's like, I'm a star Power. You know what you got to do? So for the original Power, before the creator left, she has like the commentary at the end. And mm -hmm. I think that makes it so much better because you'll see a scene and it's just like a scene. But then when she explains like what she was trying to hit as far as the psychology of the scene, then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, that's crazy. Like, yeah, and then Tasha got on my nerves. I'm like, why are you doing this to ghosts? Like, come on, fam. Like, what is, what is happening? But that was all first season. Yeah. And then like... I mean, ghosts was cheating on her to be fair that listen <laughs> be listen fair. listen this is gonna be a little toxic but <laughs> you don't let your wife or husband stop you from finding the love of your life oh, all right come on <laughs> was trying to put him in prison she didn't love he, him she, he loved her that's all that mattered and he hated he hated tasha but no nah, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm follow up i'm gonna start it again because i'm watching like i'm watching abbott elementary yeah um what am i talking about I think I'm about to start The Sopranos, and um, first watch for The Sopranos, or you will start watch. watching it again? No, it's my first watch. Okay, I've never seen Sopranos. Okay, but um, yeah, I know yeah. everyone was saying that to me as well. So. It's, it's it's wild because when you watch The Sopranos, there is some stuff about like the way things work in Jersey and in the machine and mm -hmm. politics, and you're gonna be like, why is that so familiar? This Fam this is supposed listen, to be. Fake. I tell people like, all like we was I was like I said to you before the mics come cut on. The mafia is very real in Jersey. Oh, yeah. Nobody believes me. They think I'm bullshit and they think, oh, it's just a Supreme. No, the mafia is very real out here and they are involved in everything. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's that's not a joke. Some of that is like, uh, what's the word? Uh, nonfiction. Well, I neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, whether we don't the mob want any problems. We don't want what any problems. What I will problems. say is uh, well, no the, the way the machine conducts itself it's, is it's, very It mirrors similar. itself. Yes. 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 Very similar. Very similar. Yes. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Dis disregard anything I said about the mafia. I don't want no problems as well. <laughs> I have shit to do. But, um, so, okay, so you watch funny shows, watch Power. Um, anything else that you do? Um, working out when I can. Sometimes I'm just too exhausted, um, but going to the gym when I can. Um, and then if there are things that like big life moments for friends, then mm -hmm. I, I definitely make it a point to mm -hmm. take off from campaigning to do that. So like my friend, she just had a baby. Um, I went down to DC for her, her. Uh, baby shower and everything. Okay. So that was beautiful. And it, it, it does help to keep you grounded because you're like, all right, like there's still people who love me. There's still like... Yeah. You know, every day feels like a fight, but there are still people who are like in, our, in my corner no matter what. So, mm. so I always make a point to any big moments that my friends are having to like be there, even birthdays or something like that. Um, That's good. Yeah. That's really, really good. Last question. I mm. always ask my guests this. 
What do you listen to? Ooh, who's who am I listening to right now? I'm listening to a lot of UK rappers right now. Um, like Skepta and all that. Yeah, and Tion Wayne. Um, who? Oh, Giggs. Giggs, yeah. Giggs, I, th- okay. I think he's a little bit older than some of the folks that I'm listening to now. Um, listening to, yeah. Uh, H is another UK rapper I'm into right now. Um, oh, what's this boy's name? RD, uh, another UK rapper I'm listening to right now. Yeah, it's, and then The weekend has always been a long time. Anytime The weekend drops something for me, I'm just like, oh, I gotta oh, okay. listen to this whole thing. Okay, shout out to The uh, I paid close attention to the Slaughterhouse stuff. That was, I was oh. very, that's, I think that's something I did to relax too, was like watch that drama unfold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a lot. And I was a Slaughterhouse fan as well. So that kind of yeah. hurt my heart to kind of watch them go back and forth like that. Like, damn. Listen, okay, so this is my toxic statement of the night. Okay. I like hip hop when it gets like that. I like, I don't like it when you it's. You really like, like drama. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you really like beef. Yo, she's with all smoke. Like what? Oh. And I've seen all the beef documentary, you know, like. Oh, so, so you buying like smack DVDs and yeah. all that? <laughs> oh, shit. No, he had the snack. She out here buying smack DVDs. Are you gonna bring that on the podcast? Are you gonna bring this the snack in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the smack. Did everybody see the murder movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, you just. Yeah. Oh man, you just gained so many cool points with me. Yeah. So I was, I was, so I, I did listen to their album, um, and I watched all the commentary. Mm. I will say that I actually agree with Joe Budden on this, which was that like, they had all this hoopla, but then the album didn't live up to it. Like, I expected yeah, the, the album, the album to trash. be like lethal. No, like, the album's kind of trash. I listen to it, it's kind of trash. I don't think it's trash, but I just expected it to be just like, you know, like get rich or die trying type of lethal, where well, it's like, well, it's okay, let me, let me Let me clarify, because trash is a very, it's an overgeneralization. It's just, it wasn't up to par. Like Joel, Crooked, they can rap. Yeah. Like I'm not going, I would be dumb to ever say they can't rap, but it's just, it just, it didn't hit for me and i was just yeah. like what is this yeah what is this yep so yeah so yeah. i tuned into that beef to relax a little bit oh man oh i can't wait as soon as i find some hip-hop beef i'm gonna hit you like yo did you see this <laughs> we could really discuss hip-hop beef I, I you know what shout out to you thank you shout out to you i really like that um damn i would i want to talk more about hip-hop beef but we're gonna be here for another hour so let me just get you out of here <laughs> thank you for for this was a great episode um i really genuinely appreciate everything that you're doing thank you um i'm going to make sure i'm at the ballots make sure my people is at the ballots to make sure we get you in office to get that other person out of there mm-hmm. but um thank you seriously yeah. I, I really like we 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 need more of you we thank need you. a lot more of you and thank you for the opportunity um, because, I mean, it is shows like this that are the work, right? Because we need to get the word out about folks like me or anybody that comes after me or right. who's horizontally running while I am right. trying to fight the same fight um, just so people can know, mm-hmm. know what's happening. Because it's campaigning and getting your name out there is hard. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of money. Um, so thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, and. Man. Anybody out there who's tuning into this, just remember, uh, if you're in New Jersey's 10th district, you're going to have to look for me on the ballot because we have something funny called a ballot line. That's where my opponent is going to be. I'm going to be in a random place on the ballot. (laughs) So you're going to have to look for me. But once you find my name, then check it off so we can bring some change. Shout out all your social medias where they can find you, whose door you knocking on. Give give the people everything where they can find you yeah definitely so you can go to oakley4 that's f-o-r congress.com you can check out all my policies who i've been endorsed by um, my launch video my bio so that's oakley4 f-o-r congress.com and then we're on all social media it's my first name imani i-m-a-n-i oakley like the glasses o-a-k-l-e-y n-j-10 so imani oakley n-j-10 on all social media platforms yo Amani, aka the illustrious, aka Xena Warrior Princess, just in case you got any problems. What you got, Frankie? Golden gloves. AKA Golden Gloves, aka Rare Breed. <laughs> Alright? She is now adorsed by the Foot of Stress Podcast. Because so if you got a problem with her, you got a problem with the Foot of Stress Podcast. And we like drama over here. Alright? No, seriously, I'm just talking shit. Oh, but thank, good. thank you, thank you, seriously, thank, thank you. you. Make sure y'all follow, um, follow Amani on everything, 
support, donate, whatever you can. Her max is $33, all right? You got $33. Everyone has $33. If you don't, borrow $5 from a bunch of people and just pay it back. And we do accept less. That's just our average donation. Oh, that's the average. All right, so... you want to do $5 a week, that helps. Listen, if you got... Whatever you got, donate, because this is a very, very dope cause. I talk to a lot of y'all who complain about the system and how our candidates are full of shit. And I'm here to tell y'all, she is not one of them. All right? So thank you again, Imani. I appreciate you. However we can help, let us know. But in the meantime, in between time, follow Sean on everything. Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ. You can follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. You can follow A Celestial Goddess on IG for your holistic healing. You can follow the Flyers on IG for your herbal tea needs. You can follow at So What Game CO for your hip hop debate needs. You can follow the Dojo on IG at the Dojo JC for your recording needs. Make sure y'all like, rate, review, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a motherfucking friend. And um you said a word earlier. Is it oralist? The best oralist, yeah. Being the best oralist for the stress. <laughs> Alright? Cause she can talk that shit and she walks that shit. Alright? Thank you. Again I appreciate you beloved. You. Shout out to all of y'all. Frankie, turn this shit off. Oh, man, that was good. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. I like that a lot. This is great.